This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. This week, we're going to be off tomorrow. Back on Monday, we'll have uh, the first two games of the World Series in the books. At that point, uh, obviously, just like they did against the Padres, the Phillies got to be thinking one win in Houston is a a very good first two games. Correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's that's their goal as they get started in the World Series. I mean, beat the beat the Astros once. To show that it can be done. Show that first. it can, can be done. First, show that it can be done. Then worry you, about finding a way to do it four times. You go out and bloody their lips in, in Game One after they haven't lost in God knows how long. Yeah. Well, we certainly wish, of course, it was our San Diego Padres uh, playing tomorrow instead of the Philadelphia Phillies. Although probably our next guest wishes it even more. Than the rest of us, because we are joined right now in our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline by Padres owner Peter Seidler. Peter, it is uh, it's great to have you back on here on Ben and Woods on ninety seven three The Fan. Really appreciate it, and uh, sorry that uh, it can't be your Padres going at it tomorrow night in Houston. Yeah, it definitely stings. Um, maybe it's uh, healthy to talk about it. I'm not sure, but it definitely stings. <laughs> Let, let me, uh, but thanks for having me on, guys. It's yeah, a pleasure. Let, let's start here. I mean, a year ago, you were talking about a, a once-in-a-century collapse. Obviously, we're in a much different place right now. But when the goal, and you've said it, and AJ has said it, that when the goal is winning the World Series, how do you evaluate the success and failure of anything less? This is obviously way better than last year, but how do you view it? Well, first it really hurts more because we were so close. And I think um, the parallel is last year we learned from it and um, ended up having the year that we just had, which was a roller coaster like they all are, but so many high moments. But now the challenge for us is to really learn from everything that happened this year. I mean, that's kind of a, year by year thing, but you got to do it. You know, the baseball world changes fast. The business of it all changes fast. And, um, you know, here with the start of the world series, free agency will be on us within a week or so on all the clubs. And we've got to really think through that. So we've been putting, you know, I think we, uh, gave ourselves in the front office, uh, a day, to just really feel awful. And while from, from my perspective, it hasn't diminished much, you know, when I, when I, I think feeling the agony of defeat is a healthy thing. So we're doing two things at the same time. We're feeling that, but also we're back to work full speed and um, have plenty of things to, make decisions on that are important, you know, over the next um, several weeks. Again, free agency opens up. The 
GM meetings in Vegas or right behind the, right around the corner. And then um, we're hosting the winter meetings in San Diego this year, um, which is the winter meetings are always great. But when you get them in, you know, I think people like coming to San Diego for those meetings and we'll be a great host as always. Yeah, we had we broadcasted there a couple of years ago and had an absolute blast just watching. We'll people. be back. Yeah, we we'll will be, be back, back yeah. and and seeing everybody walk by talking to Padres owner uh, Peter Seidler here this morning. You know, Peter, one of the one of the questions I was asked personally the most over this entire playoff run was this one, Woodsy. What do you think is going through Fernando Tatis Jr.'s head? And I said, I don't know. I really don't know. I I would imagine. You know, if Ben and Paul got to call all those games and have fun in here every day and I had to sit and watch from the sidelines, I I would be devastated. I would. I'm a human being. He's a human being. Um, I know you you keep in in close contact with Fernando. Any insight you can give our audience? Because, again, strategy questions aside, that's the one I got the most over the last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I have plenty of private conversations with players and executives and private means private. Sure. Um, So I'm not going to expand much beyond that, but I I will tell you, Fernando accepted his punishment. He could have um, fought it. You know, that seems to happen fair enough, but he decided let's put this behind me. Let's. And after some discussion, particularly with AJ, it was let's take this, whole situation one step at a time and since that moment i I believe he's been simply outstanding he's taken his punishment he's acknowledged what he did he's um you know kind of taken a step back and a couple of deep breaths and you know who do i want to be and while he's very young, he's 23 years old, Fernando is a man. He's a very thoughtful person, a very interesting person. And he made a serious mistake. And so I'm, I'm really thinking about it as just one step at a time. He's had the shoulder surgery. And then a few weeks later, he had the wrist surgery. And he's recovering from the, really from, from both right now but he's engaged. He's watching all the games. Um, I'm just really, you know, with, with different people, you feel different ways, of course, with similar sets of facts. And I believe kind of with every passing day and week more than ever that he's going to come back strong, healthy, super focused, um, as he really always has been, aside from these, um, you know, recent things where, where he got punished. He's a great teammate. He loves the loves the city. He felt like he loved, let the whole city down. And I think there's going to be something of a vengeance to him coming back and proving to the city um, and really showing the city these every, he's everything they've hoped for. And this, I believe this hiccup is going to be in the rear view mirror. And, I don't want to diminish it by saying it was a hiccup. It was, it was a serious error on his part. But I, again, personally, I believe in him. Um, I have his back in every way possible, as does the organization, you know, led by AJ. So it was an uncomfortable time for him to watch, for sure. 
Um, but he can't do anything about that now. He can't, you know, rewind the clock. What he can do is what he is doing, and it's impressive. But I think Padres fans uh, loved hearing that. Uh, Peter, let's let's go from uh, Tatis to old man Soto, who just turned 24 this week. Uh. <laughs> Obviously um, <laughs> under team control for the next two years, but, you know, there's been talk about what it would take to get a long-term extension done. I, I, I'm going to give you now the benefit of the doubt. I, I know that if there's a deal to be done, you will get it done. But it does take two sides. He's got, you know, Scott Boris as his agent. They oftentimes like to take their clients all the way to free agency. Do you feel like it's going to be necessary to to make that decision before he hits free agency like the Nationals did because you just don't know what happens once they get to the open market? Um, or are you content letting this play out if, if it has to over the next two years? What's kind of the, the thinking there? Yeah, and, I, and again, I'm not going to negotiate in the public when it comes to Juan Soto or anybody else, but – um, he's Juan Soto. <laughs> he's a great, great dude. Um, a natural leader, an elite talent. He works as hard as anybody can work. And I think as a matter of fairness, we need to let him get to know us in the organization, his teammates, his city. Um, and the discussions will happen when the time is right. Uh, he and his agent know darn well that we, you know, like almost, you know, expect to have him here for more than the two remaining years. Um, but you know, with, with anybody, he spent his whole professional career with one organization and then, you know, we traded for him and, and, um, you know, just to give him a little chance to breathe, I think is the is the best thing. I, I will tell you this: whenever he's ready, we are ready. That's a great answer. Great answer by uh, Padres owner Peter Seidler here this morning on Ben and Woods, and and it was a uh, it was a spectacular season. And you know, I think we've all talked about this week, you know, just the feeling. You know, I think I was I think I was angry and upset for about an hour, and then you know went to bed. I woke up. Peter feeling an immense sense of pride in the team, the guys. We've seen how hard they work. Uh, started back in spring training, uh, and really it starts in the offseason. <laughs> I've already seen uh, pitchers doing an assessment with uh, Ruben Niebla yesterday on Instagram, so no yeah. re- no rest for the for the uh, weary, but which is impressive. I mean, it's impressive. And it, 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 But the thing, and I know you wanted to talk about it as well, um, but I was blown away by Padres fever and Padres fans this uh-huh. year. And it's just been going to Petco Park has it's always been incredible. I've been here thirteen years. It's never been not great. But now it's a different there's a different pitch uh in that place. And and during those playoff games, Peter, it was like out of body experience. I'm sure it was for you as well. And I know you wanted to talk to uh the fans uh one on one essentially today on this platform. Yeah, we we have the best fans in, in sports, period, I think. Um, they show up. Um, you know, they organically, the relationship between the fans and the players has reached a fever pitch, and it's only going to get better. And you don't see that everywhere. You know, in certain cities, they go wild when you win, and, you know, they – might do the opposite if if you don't win for a little bit of time, but um, 
again, this, this season we had streaks to the positive, streaks to the negative, um, some player moving, especially significant player moving. And the fans were there for our organization, but most importantly for the team. And the team hears it. The team loves it. They talk about it. Um, they talk, you know, they talk about it to some extent directly to the fans, but behind the scenes are like, this is the best place to play, you know, 40,000 in the ballpark every day and, um, you know, cool city connect uniforms, <laughs> everything. Um, and, and so our success, um, I don't think happens without the magnetic force of our fan base and there's more to come. It's just so good, and and organizationally, we're so appreciative. Personally, I love it. You know, I love just you know, I, I typically will take a lap around the ballpark um, during the game, and um, you know, it's fun. Uh, plus, this you know, this building is really special. You know, the building that Larry Lucchino and and his group designed. It's one heck of a place, and layer on to that a winning and electric baseball team that, you know, we expect our our organization, our, in particular our team and our players, to be in the mix for the title every single year. That's hard to do, but that's our expectation. And it only happens because of the fans. And on a personal level, I do thank every single one of you, whether you're a young child or somebody that's been following baseball for 80 years, whether you consume it on an iPhone or leave all the electronics like I do in the car and just relax and watch a baseball game. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. And, and, and I know the fans are, are feeling the same way. I got a great uh, direct message today on Twitter and a guy wanted me to ask you, uh, Peter, about your relationship with Manny Machado. He's, he's my favorite player. He's my, my kid's favorite player. Um, and he wanted me to ask you this. Now, we've seen pictures of you guys. I've seen it up close and personal, the relationship you guys have. Obviously, we don't know what you guys talk about out on the field and, and in your private moments. But, you know, he wanted me to ask you, could you, and, and because we will have to cross this bridge at some point uh, with Manny Machado, the thoughts of him ever playing in another uniform, what is your relationship like with Manny? Well, it's it's terrific. Um Manny's such a well-rounded person. Um, he's become that. And, you know, I, I saw it all three games in Philly. He's up on the front step of the dugout. Yep. He's leading with his actions, you know, getting all kinds of great clutch base hits. He's cheering on his teammates. Um, he cares about his teammates. They trust him. And um, his excellence throughout the year. He, he, he should be the MVP of the national league this year. Um, with, without a doubt in my mind for all that he's done, performance, leadership, um, good energy, you name it. And every single one of those is just elite. You know, it's top five in the game. His defense is spectacular. Um, so I, I, you know, it it takes professionalism, real professionalism, for any player to effectively play a, a 162-game season. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of preparation, consistent focus. And Manny has that like very, very few people have ever had it, and he just gets better every year. So 
what's not to like, what's not to love about this player. And, um, you, you know, again, you see the excellence on a day-to-day basis, month-to-month, year-to-year. And it tends to, you know, Manny gets a little bit better in these things every single year. So I'm excited to see him <clears throat> play until he's about 50 years old or so because he does get better every year. Well, he said he wanted to. In spring training, he said he would play, he would like to play until he's at least like 45. And and uh, he said, yeah, maybe Peter comes through with another contract. I, we'll I will never forget the image of Peter with his arms on Manny uh, after the win over the Dodgers yeah, on the field. It's incredible. And I, I don't even want to know exactly what was said. I'll leave that between you two. I will one last thing, and I, I have to ask this because when you uh, when you saw us on the field last time, you told Ralph Sampson that <laughs> that we could be agitators, and I think you were looking at Woods what? mostly. But me, <laughs> totally. I, totally. What, what did I do? I'm actually the sneaky ad- agitator he is, here. He is. So I have well, to ask Ralph, you. You didn't say a word, and Ralph Sampson pointed at you I and know, said, yes. "You're like a quiet You're assassin." The quiet He's assassin. Right. He's right. That's and, right. I have to ask you about the quote that's making the rounds today. <laughs> it's a great quote. Great quote. I kind of like spending money. You can't take it with you. Um, it's that's. I mean, that's the to the delight of any sports fan who's ever wanted to hear their their owner of their team say that. Uh, you have people like just can't even believe that they would hear that. You also mentioned the winter meetings are coming here um, soon. <laughs> are are there going to be other owners who just go? to you peter what are you saying you're just you're making us look bad man you can't you can't say things like that what's going to be the reaction to that quote peter yeah i I really care about san diego (laughs) and i also really care about the partnership that i'm in one you know i'm one of 30 and of course i was being a little bit trying to be a little (laughs) bit humorous and i love to spend money my my kids uh, probably see a different side of me. <laughs> uh, you can't but, take it with you, but we're gonna. <laughs> well, my my kids are young. They they know I, you know, when they ask for this or that, the answer is usually going to be no. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, I I don't think our fans care if I spend this or if I spend that. They care that we put a winning product on the field. And I think it's best for us just to let our actions speak as, as we always have. Um, we're in this for a World Series championship. You know, the, the parade on land and on water, I can't help it. It flashes into my mind every once in a while. But we got to spend it, you know, with, with reason and with care and with perspective. And, you know, we do, I think. If, if, if you're making moves and making signings, you're never going to get, you know, 100% of them right or 75% of them right. But if we're getting close to 75% of them right, you know, that that's hard to do. And so, I mean, I have so much trust in AJ and his scouts and the executive team around him. You know, they, they come to me with so many options, I get confused. But then they narrow them down to the ones that they think, it's in our best interest to execute on. And, um, you know, the effort is there, the skill and the talent of these executives is there. And it feels like, you know, we're going to have a pretty active off season here. So, um, but, you know, all, all that said, um, I'm, you know, what, what I can 
compartmentalize the last, you know, game two, three in Philly and how much each of them hurt and just focus on next year. It gets really exciting because we're going to come back, I believe, stronger than ever. Well, we are here for all of it. Uh, Peter Seidler, we appreciate it again. Thank you for your time this morning. And uh, I know there's Padres fans out there who are thanking you as well. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, and have a great off season. Well, and I know you probably don't check Twitter much, but today would be a good day to do it. If I were you, I would go log into <laughs> Twitter, Peter, and read maybe some of your mentions because uh, they're going crazy mm-hmm. right now. So we uh, we appreciate your time. As usual, I, will, I guess I'll try to agitate less and – or at least I'll just take the blame, and Ben can really be the agitator. But no, we, we really we appreciate it. We had such a fun time covering this team. Uh, as bad as, as bad as it hurt at the end, it was still looking back on it in a in a macro sense, as you have to do in the game of baseball. Peter, it was it was pretty outstanding. Well, um, agitation or whatever you might want to call it aside, <laughs> I, I respect the work you do. I enjoy it, and it's always great to talk talk to the fans through you like we just have. So um, thanks to both of you. We'll, we'll have some fun going forward. See, see you soon. Thanks, Peter. Bye-bye. Peter Seidler, Padres owner on our uh, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. What did I do? <laughs> I just be racking my brain. We How will. Uh, you. We will uh, break that down a little bit when we come back. I, try, I, I feel like I'm a rule follower. Agitator in chief and Woods here. Good lord! I uh, will come back and uh, and you can tell us what you think as well. Tweet us at Ben Ben and Woods on ARDR. I will get to that coming up next after checking traffic here on ninety seven three The Fan. So much good stuff, obviously, uh, with Peter Seiler there. Thanks again to the Padres owner for joining us. Uh, right at the end, thought that was pretty critical. He says he expects a, what was his uh, phrase, a a active, pretty active oh, offseason. Yeah. Active offseason. Which I, you know, I don't think that was necessarily a guarantee. You know, A.J. doesn't quite have the pieces he once had to pull off some of these trades, like, the, you know, the Darvish trade and, the Snell trade. I mean, you know, the the, the minor leagues, the, the cupboard isn't bare, but it's certainly not teeming with tradable prospects the way it was a year or two ago. So, you know, he's gonna they're gonna have to look into free agency, other options as well to keep that active offseason going. I am uh, I'm here for it though. I'm looking forward to it. I never ever once had a doubt that this would be a busy off season, it, it, it just that's just who AJ Preller is. It's just who he is. It's, and we've been together, Ben, covering this team long enough to know that getting to the NLCS 
uh, with what they had. I don't think it feels like a miracle. I certainly don't, and I know that there's going to be some guys that leave, but I, I I know that they're hungry for more. I know that they, they legitimately have seen the, the brass ring at this point. I mean, the guy was busy as hell, Ben, when they were projected to win 70 games. You know, imagine what he's going to be if they're – think about it really, starting April 20th when Fernando Tatis Jr. is eligible to come back for this baseball team. Um Mike Trout got he was injured a lot this year. He got he had 40 home runs and was in the MVP conversation as he always is. You potentially could have three MVP candidates in your lineup in Manny, Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. So, uh yeah, I would say that striking while the iron is incredibly hot would be the most obvious thing that they could, should and will do. Speaking of Soto, um a year ago, Juan Soto was on the Washington Nationals and they were talking about extending him. They were certainly um, hedging, though. I mean, you certainly heard. You know, we're gonna we're gonna try to make it work, but we also have to, you know, acknowledge reality. They were they were preparing their fan base for multiple outcomes. When you listen to Peter Seidler talk, he's not doing that. He's not he's not trying to set you up. Hey, be warned. No, he's we, not. <laughs> we may not get Juan Soto. Obviously, the reality is. You can't control everything. Right, you if, may not. If, if Juan Soto doesn't want to sign here, he doesn't want to sign here. You can't force him at gunpoint to sign a contract. But he certainly is making the case that anything in their control, they will try to get it done with Juan Soto. He's not he's not, you know, bracing you for bad news when he talks about Juan Soto. When he's ready, we'll be ready. Right. This is a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal quote. And that's what you want to hear. And I, I'm sure people this morning, if you are, um, you know, you live, you live in Kansas City and you follow the Royals, or you live in Tampa and you follow the Rays, or you live in Pittsburgh, you follow the Pirates, Chicago, you follow the Cubs, and you hear that and you go, yeah, that's what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah, negotiations may not have started, but he said he and Scott Boris, Soto and Boris know darn well they expect to have him here for more than two more years. Exactly right. That there's no... There's no plan like, oh, yeah, we're, we're just hoping to get the two years and then, you know, see off and good luck to you. That is not the plan as it stands right now for the Padres. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, the Tatis stuff was, was great. was phenomenal. Yeah, I phenomenal. Mean, you know, that's I mean, it's what we want to hear, obviously, that, you know, there's some perspective gained and there's some hunger gained from the t- time off and that you're going to get a, uh, you know, that same player back, but maybe one with, a, you know, a new lease and a... A new perspective. I mean, that's all you can hope for with Fernando Tatis Jr. Anything else that stood out to you as well? Uh, just all of it. It's a very thoughtful guy. But very, he cares. Very, I mean, very thoughtful. He's guy. he's hurting more than I am at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of we're starting to get over it and move on. He sounds like he's still pretty much in agony yeah. from from the, the losses. I mean, to the, the way he started by saying, "I mean, I I guess it's healthy to talk about." I mean, it's you could tell yeah. there was it. Not that he didn't want to come on the air, but. Yeah, it, it definitely stinks for him. I mean, he's obviously uh, financially invested, but you can tell. And, and somebody had just DM'd me, too, our buddy Mike, and said, I, I can't tell you how much I love when I watch him go and put his arms around players like Manny Machado. And he goes, that's a, that's a guy that cares. There's no question about it. You know, he, he absolutely cares about his players, and he takes care of them and, and expects them to, to, um, to pay it back, and they do. They have. Uh, very appreciative for uh, Peter and the Padres. We got the opportunity to do that. Well, the that other was, thing uh, that was it, fun, and I, I failed to mention. I was talking um, uh, over the weekend again, Ben, when we were hosting the watch party, and I was talking to Trevor Hoffman, and uh, we were talking about the guys on this team this season, and just the the quality of human beings on the team. 
and he said, man, I've, I've noticed, he goes, sometimes you'll see a great team, and it's got good guys on it, right? But they're very insular. They're, like, covering their paper a little bit. It's not this team. He goes, it's something we've all noticed. And he said it's genuine from guys like Jorge Alfaro, how much he loves and embraces the fans. Um, Obviously, you got Manny. Um, Juan Soto is just a delight. Uh, All these guys, they seem to, and it's a phrase that we use uh, way too much, but they get it. They get it. They understand. They get it. And they are feeling the love that, that a lot of fans are giving them. I mean, Joe Musgrove. There's Joe, just yes, tons of players who get it. I mean, there's there, two, uh, Shamanaya, Mike Clevenger. I mean, all Blake these, Snell gets they, it. Blake Snell gets it. All these guys get it. And that is a real rarity. Drew Myers, even as he's on his way out the door, gets it. Gets it. Yep. And it just, it's a, it's a rarity in sports. It's something that I think you can't overlook uh, if you're a Padres fan. And I think that's part of the reason that it makes it so special. But it's also, Benny, part of the reason why it makes it hurt even a little bit more because you want it for those guys. You want it so badly for those guys. Uh, but, yeah, I, that was that was phenomenal. Can you ever really get enough of 97.3 The Fan? Catch up on anything you missed with our show, the coach, John Quintero, or Gwyn and Chris, our podcast right now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, one segment left this week. We are off tomorrow and then back on Monday. We will uh, conclude with some headlines in the Rindel Reports. And then send you on your way on a Thursday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Bed, thousand times regular. I finally asked Woods, "What is that that we're listening to?" This is Dakota by the Stereophonics. It's one of my favorites. Summertime thing was June. Don't let it go to your head, but you've done a good job with the music on this show. Thank you. I rarely hear people complaining. Appreciate it about our music selection. It was uh, it was priority one. My, literally, my first call was to Paul Rindle ever was, hey, let's talk about bumper music. It's a true story. Never talked to him before. I get more complaints about Take on Woods, like, hey, how about something from this this century, yeah. please? Yes, exactly. And and that's fair criticism. But I, I do the best with what I have to work with. You do a great job. Ben, thank you. You do a great job. <laughs> ben, you do a great job. You do. You do a great job. Can't take it with you. All right, um, in the NBA, it is a never-ending soap opera. The Heat Check podcast is the one for you. Trista Crick delivers biting analysis and scathing commentary delivered with a hilarious flair. The season's just begun, so get the inside scoop on the disrespect given to the Lakers. I was doing some of that myself today, and why the Warriors will start the season on fire. They're 2-2. Two two. Follow Heat Check on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We never know. You really never know when it comes to sports. All right, Paulie's got some headlines for you. They will come up right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan.
and get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We will start off in Major League Baseball. We had the finalists for Silver Slugger Awards released earlier this morning. Padres have uh, a few representatives at second base. Jake Cronenworth, he's there with Jeff McNeil of the Mets, Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks, Colton Wong of the Brewers, and Brendan Rodgers of the Cardinals. Manny Machado is your Silver Slugger finalist, one of them, for third base, along with Arenado, Austin Riley, and Justin Turner. In the outfield, Juan Soto Justin gets a Justin nod. Justin Turner and a Silver Slugger. This year? Yeah. Mm. This year. Okay. Let me see. Hang on. Just everyone hang on. <laughs> All right. Because I, I felt the same. It's a one nine war player. 13 homers and a 278 average. I think that's just, ah, they won a lot of games. Let's just take the starting yeah. third base. All right. That's two for the Padres. That is two. Juan Soto in the outfield, along with like six other guys. Yep. Makes more sense than his gold glove nomination. In, indeed. Uh, at DH, Josh Bell was selected. Along More with for his work with the Nationals, Nationals work, probably, yeah. but so, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, Luke Voigt was also selected. Oh, wow. Good for Luke. For, uh, Luke. As a finalist. That's, that's another Padre then, technically. Charlie Blackman, Bryce Harper at DH. And then uh, the utility position, Brandon Drury, Tommy Edmond, uh, Jeff McNeil, Chris Taylor, and Tyro Estada for the Giants. Utility. I, I don't feel... I don't. So one, I don't two, view three, Brandon four, Drury five. as a utility man necessarily. I get it. He's played different positions and doesn't necessarily play every day. So that fits the utility. I don't know. Utility man, I always think of um, Tim Flannery. Like utility guy. Well, I think the utility man has changed. It has. That's true. Like, I, like Chris Taylor, utility man. Yeah. You know, uh, Max Muncy would be a utility man, right? Plays third, plays second, plays first. Yeah. They, they used to be more Punch and Judy type guys. They did. Now they're Brandon Drury, yeah. Max Muncy type yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Chris Taylor. Sure. How many do you think the Padres uh, lock in there out of those five? I am going to go with Manny. One. Manny. Uh, Jake, maybe. Interesting. I'll say three. I'll say, I'll say two. Right in the middle. Yeah, I think Manny can get it at third. Yep. I, I, think, uh, I actually think Brandon Drew will get it at that utility I've position. I've learned not to underestimate the disrespect to Manny Machado from the rest Absolutely of baseball fair. in the country. Absolutely and fair. Brandon Drew put up some numbers quietly. That's true, that utility. Who are the other utility it's Brandon guys? Drury, Tommy Edmond, eh, Edmund. Tyro, Tyro Estrada, yeah. uh, Jeff McNeil, and Chris McNeil won the batting title. He's a good player. Yeah. We'll see. He chokes way up on that. He has a weird bat. <clears throat> he looks like he uh, works on a farm in Kansas in 1830. 
doesn't he? Old Hoss McNeil. His face. Yeah. He looks like he's a, a farm worker. He just looks like, man, you know how to raise a fence. <laughs> now, um, you guys remember a little while back, I told you about a NASCAR, an official NASCAR event happening in downtown Chicago. E. Woods was even kind of excited I, about yes, that. Yes. Not like, a NASCAR guy. It was guy, not going to be on a track. It was going to be going through, through the streets downtown. of Chicago. Yeah. Cruising the world. One of the best video games exactly. in, the, in, the, yeah. in the world. So, uh, kind of a follow-up to that. The European NASCAR series is going to start There's in early March. There's a European NASCAR series? There is. And the 2023 season will officially uh, kick off early March in Finland. From in the, the more rural areas of the countries, like rural we Germany. Tr- we tried to export the NFL to Europe. That didn't work. Feels like NASCAR is well, hanging on by a thread here. Listen to what they're going to do. The scenery of frozen lakes and like a little bit of a tundra. The first time in history that NASCAR cars will race on ice Sounds in the safe. NASCAR Arctic ice race. Will they have to actually get out and put the chains on themselves? <laughs> what's, what's next? We're actually going to light your car on fire. <laughs> what? Yeah, we need it. Ratings are a little bit down. It's like Game of Thrones. It's a race of fire and ice. Yeah. I, what What are we going to do next? I mean, I, I bet you that will look spectacular, though. Really cool. I'm actually... I don't think I've ever watched more than 10 seconds of NASCAR. That's because it's on the channel. I'm trying to well, turn Well, it's usually channel. not all about the cinematography <laughs> but of the both race. Of no, those races, the it, right? <laughs> both of those, the Chicago and on ice... I'm, I'm interested. Tell you what, went to a race at Texas Motor Speedway, and you could bring your own beer, and we walked in with a case of Coors Light and sat there and watched it, and it was loud, and it was exciting as hell in person. Uh, like, ridiculously exciting in person. You can actually feel the speed in oh person. Oh, my God. And you, it doesn't necessarily it, translate yeah. on television. It's like golf. Sometimes you watch it uh, on TV, and you go, what's so, what's so hard that about that? Easy. Yeah. yeah, and then... Either you get out there and do it yourself, or you watch them do it, and you're like, oh, my God, wow. All right, and finally, uh, kind of a PSA here, because I think it's something that I've certainly kind of feared, and I'm sure other people have with their smart speakers in particular. Uh, Alexa, I have a couple of Alexa devices in our house. It's pretty wild, all the things that you can do with an Alexa uh, device. You can add appliances to it like light bulbs and stuff you can hey alexa turn on the light in the kitchen for me and it'll do all of that um alexa actually has an entire history of everything you have ever asked your amazon alexa and people are finding out it can actually record things without you saying directly hey alexa turn on this or hey alexa do this and I know this because, well, I, first I saw this TikTok of a guy that went through his entire history of him yelling at his TikTok or at his uh, at his Alexa device, cursing at his Alexa device, which I've done as well. Don't know why. I've done Sometimes, it. Hey, shut the yeah. F hey, up. Alexa, turn off ninety-seven three the fan. Had to hey, put- Alexa, turn off ninety-seven three the fan. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So here's uh, the TikTok that I saw that just... I mean, turn on 97.3. I was going to say, what are we doing here? (laughs) Alexa will record your voice. Alexa, turn on kitchen light bulb one before I slap this (laughs) Alexa, turn on kitchen light bulb one now. Alexa, turn on kitchen light bulb one before I slap the out of you. Alexa, shut the up. Alexa, set a timeout for 25 minutes, you (laughs) 
Alexa, turn off kitchen light bulb one, please. Oh, is it a good mood? Good there? mood. Alexa, turn on my mother light. <laughs> turn like on it. my light. <laughs> Alexa, turn off kitchen light bulb one now. <laughs> Alexa, turn off kitchen light bulb one now. <laughs> Alexa, it. turn on my light. <laughs> Dude, absolutely killed me. And now, I actually went into my Alexa app on my phone. And sure enough, it has every command I've ever given my Alexa device. Me and my wife, we have a, a couple of different devices. And apparently, it wouldn't stop. I actually looked at the date. It was right around the Garth Brooks concert that me and Megan went to uh, earlier this year. I found me cursing at an Alexa device. <laughs> Alexa, stop playing Garth Brooks right now. <laughs> found that earlier this morning. Sent it over to my wife. She's like, I am screaming. Holy crap. And then, to prove my point, it doesn't have to pick up the word Alexa. It can pick up just normal conversations, which is actually a little terrifying. Yeah, yeah big brother. I have a clip now of my wife asking our dog, Jackson, if he was responsible for the gift that was in the living room. Did you poop in the living room? <laughs> Not, like, why would, like, you obviously Alexa? would never ask, the hey, Alexa. 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 So Did you poop in the that kind of creeps me the f out. I, it's got all yeah, of got me some, screaming at my kids. There's some surveillance Bo, society. Did you poop in the living room? Bo? Concerns here. I admit. Stop playing Garth Brooks right <laughs> now. I know that when I Google something, that okay, they're going to get that information. I'm going to get a targeted ad probably if I Google the like. Hey, you flights to Philadelphia. Now, all of a sudden, that's all I get is like, oh, you want to go on vacation to Philadelphia? No. I think you're going to get it now because you said it. Dude. Well, that's that the happens thing. all the time. I, it oh, happens yeah. now. My phone has to be listening because I don't type I don't type anything in there. Alexa, turn on my mother <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I'm getting ads for something that was just like mentioned in passing conversation. It's kind of scary nowadays. Alexa, turn off kitchen light bulb one now. <laughs> I like that guy. I love I like, that guy. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> that's good stuff. Some funny audio to wrap up the week. All right. We're done, boys. Yeah, we are. Uh, three three we day are gonna, weekend for the fellas here. Yeah, not an official holiday for anyone, just a kind of a post playoff. Let's uh let's take a day tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to a wedding. You're going to a wedding. Yeah. I'm playing in a golf tournament with my dad. Yep. Polly just just chilling. I'm sleeping in tomorrow. Sleeping in, chilling. And then we'll be back raring to go on Monday. Have a couple of World Series games to talk about, a bunch of football from the weekend. Should be a good one. We will see you then. For executive producer Paul Rindel and Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Coach John Katera coming up next right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.